Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you a story. It's a question, it's a statement, it's what can you offer? here for a celebration. You bought your tickets for a celebration. So a celebration is what you're going to get. Welcome to What Can You Offer? Boy, has it been a while. My name is John Cross. I'm sitting here with Alex Royal. As always, Alex, what's going on? There's not a lot going on. You know, it's not like too much. We, uh, we podcast about once every six months. Well, you and, know, yeah, that's that's. We're, we're doing our part to keep everyone safe by not getting together too often. We'll see if we'll see if we have any fans after this. Oh, I do have. Um, I forgot to mention this. I do have our "What Can You Offer" face masks. Oh, in. do you see? Still doing our part. And let me tell you, these aren't your normal face masks that any mm. indie wrestler is going to sell you to try to make a quick bug. No, right. You see, indie wrestlers will get the very cheap face masks right. that their grandma cut out of old T-shirts, or they found at Walmart, or someone discarded in Walmart's parking lot, and they decided to go pick them up and reuse them. That's right. the general indie wrestler. They'll just put a hashtag on. Yeah, them. something like that. But. You know, in, in our situation, I went ahead and not only did I get us face masks, but I got us custom full dye face masks. Now, mm. you might be asking yourself, what does full dye mean? Right. So I'm going to enlighten you for a moment. So instead of the typical iron-on logo yeah. or the stitched-on logo on a mask that could make life a little more difficult when it comes to breathing, sure. these are dyed-in logos. So look at your favorite pair of thin shorts mm -hmm. or shirt or anything your favorite oh, mask for i love that a good matter. thin short there's a logo burned into the mask it's one it's one entirely solid piece it's not coming off very well done it will last for an eternity for a lifetime washable and if you want to pass it pass it down to your children for covid 24 I was say much like the coronavirus it's going to last for a fucking lifetime yeah and I, you know you know who knows when covid 20 or 21 or 23 comes yeah. back then you know you're gonna need these masks. So we have 10 total what can you offer masks. Mm -hmm. You can cash app John, you can cash app me. We'll get you guys one of the masks. Sure now we've that. already spoken for one apiece, so there's only eight available. There's eight exclusive masks left. Exclusive that, so, masks. So uh, yeah, hit us up, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a mask. I'll ship it to you if I need to even. There just, you go, just yeah. hit me up, I'll, the, uh, the weight on that shipping is probably at the cost of an envelope. We'll so. see, and I'll, I'll include like something cool and free to go with it that Ooh. will simultaneously bump up the shipping to something heavier so I can charge you more. So there you go, you know, free, but free in quotations. So yeah, you, maybe you'll get a G.I. Joe action figure with it. That way I can charge you $4.99 for shipping. You order so. a mask, and then you get a custom autographed John Cross 8x10. You know what? I got plenty of them. As a matter of fact, speaking of that, in my garage, I have a box. I should have brought them just to show them to you. I'll show them to you someday. But I have a box of no less than probably 500 John Cross 8x10s from the year maybe 07, 08, I don't know. They are some of the shittiest things you would ever see in your life, but they, they, they made me laugh when I saw them. So I'm wearing like just a Walmart hoodie and uh, some shorts and, and boots. And I think I think I have a bandana or something. I look kind of like anarchy, but uh, um, yeah, they're nice. I have, I have no less than like 500. I have a giant, just dug a case of them out of a, I don't know how they made the move 
from like when, because I live in a house now, I used to live in an apartment. I don't know how they made the move from the apartment to the fucking house. So anyway, they did though somehow. So anyway, well, I'll, right. yeah, I'll give you a free one of those. You can have a free John Cross eight by 10 with signed per- by with Anarchy. Mask. <laughs> yeah, with, with, with the purchase of mask. I'm about to go out and they're in the car right now. I'm about to get them and just like, I'm going to get them right now. We should be potting in these masks if we were really responsible. I'm walking out of the shop to get the masks. But we're definitely six feet apart. I'm going to give you live commentary on this uh, AEW show while he goes out to the car real quick. So we've got AEW on in the background, and uh, there's just two different versions of Billy Gunn walking to the ring right now. I guess one of them is Billy Gunn. But... uh, Oh, fuck this. I'm not giving commentary on this. Fuck him. Fuck Alex, too, wherever he is. I don't get... Oh. Thank God Alex is back, because I got disgusted with this fucking... Uh, the entrance of this team. Billy Gunn and Billy Pistol? Is that his name? Yeah. That makes me sick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not Billy Pistol. They're Billy. all hugging at ringside during COVID. They're all giving... Hey, there's Bailey's... Uh, that's Bailey's husband or whatever. Where? The dude with long hair that's about to wrestle, I think. One that was on the floor. That's I don't know. I don't think they're married, but that's her boyfriend or whatever. He's got long, greasy looking hair. What's up? With there the he is. That dude in the foreground right there. Mm. Yeah, that's him. Weird. I see him because I follow her on Instagram, so I see him all the time. That's probably why they're giving him a shot. Like, hey, Solo. maybe Bailey will come over. No shit, right? Hey, I saw a picture. NXT shared a picture because I guess a Velveteen Dream came back. And uh, it was all, you know, smoky and foggy, and Velveteen Dream was standing there with his arms in the air. And uh, first thing I saw was that giant bubble butt, and I thought, oh, Bailey, what's she doing in <laughs> But it turns out it was fucking Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Let's check out these masks. They're legit. Let's do a live unboxing of these masks. Yeah, right they're they're pretty cool. They're individually wrapped. Look at there. Yeah, so... Uh, the yeah. logo is dyed in there. It's, uh, it's just part of the uh, mask, for sure. Look at that. Very cool. Very cool. I'll have to go into a store when I leave here. I'll to, tell you, uh, they're, it's a little loose, though. To, uh, to, honestly. Uh, well, I don't like it super tight, so because I don't give a fuck. I just do it for appearances. I don't really care. Honestly, about this is a really comfortable mask. Not bad. Smells like uh, bleach and it smells like Pakistan. <laughs> it does. That's, that's where it's from. <laughs> from fucking China. Fucking smells like COVID. It's from Pakistan. Right on. I'll, I'm taking mine off now because that they. Uh, any of you beard, bearded. Mask wearers know that masks instantly put a big line across your beard, so and it doesn't come out until you take a shower. You can't you can't comb Weird. it out. Yeah, so the detail on this is looks great. good. This is a great looking mask. This is this is absolutely worth every penny that I'm going to charge people when they send me. I mean, a that's a ball, and I'm gonna wear this to the ring Saturday. It's a you could you definitely could. I'm probably going to. It's happening. All right. Well, now that we've went seven minutes on masks, I say that we need content. Content is. King? The CDC no, no. should be paying us for this advertisement. We're trying to we're trying to hype up everything. So I know there's a few people that want one. I think Darby wanted one. And yeah. No, legit. The, we legit are gonna sell these other ones. And I yeah, think there's uh, eight from the initial post. I think there's at least three or four of them already spoken for. So if you do want one, legit, what can you offer, Mass with the logo? We're not kidding. Like yeah. uh, we will we will hook you up, and I either, will not I will not price couch you. I'll give you a good deal. Either post directly to our page or yeah yeah um, message us hit individually. Me up, hit him up. Sure, it doesn't we, matter. We can always order more too. I we'll can make get it work. If, if these go well, I'll get you know a set of another set of twenty or something. You get we'll some get some with the with the orange logo on it too. I want one. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We'll do, we'll do all kinds if people are interested because it looks like we're going to be wearing masks for the rest of our fucking lives. 
have. So yeah. might as well. It's like, hey, you got your phone, you got your wallet, you got your keys. Don't forget your mask. That's right, man. That's you're a superhero now. I that's why I wear the fanny pack. I have a mask in my fanny pack over there. So, but uh, you know, there's the I will say like um, the whole wear a mask thing. Like in Tahlequah, they just made it like. Well, I, I put air quotes up again. They made it mandatory in Tahlequah that you have to wear a mask now. And uh, that's great. That's fine because I've been doing it anyway. But um, I also saw, like, I follow a few Tahlequah, like, like Facebook pages, like, I don't know, small business pages or whatever. And, and there's there's a couple of small business owners that are very, I mean, you're, you yourself are one, that are very much like, well, you know, we're already suffering from this. We're not going to, we're not going to enforce this. And, and I, I really don't blame them. And like, like. Well, let's just you know your shop for instance you're you're yeah. rarely like packed shoulder to shoulder in yeah, there. yeah rarely you have plenty of customers it's usually a couple people that come in then they leave they're, they're not sitting here for a ton of time or people whatnot. like the grab and go concept yeah 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 so it's not like you're packing people in here and behind the counter you're six feet away from people like there's nothing yeah. there's there's no issue there so people like that i i don't it doesn't bother me at all but like i i so i went in to save a lot in talakoa yesterday and um which is like another air quote fucking small business you know it's an individually owned franchise so the owner does work there and i know him but uh like you know it's mandatory in Tahlequah to wear masks and i go in there and like none of the employees are wearing masks none of the customers are wearing masks and th- that there is something to say about that because i used to work at a save a lot like you can tell the different level of customers so like like it'd be like here like you got 10 box the customer but the regular customer base of a 10 box is different than the regular customer base of Walmart and different from the yeah. regular customer base. It's, like class, it's class shopping. It, it is. So half of the customers that regularly shop at the Save a Lot in our town probably don't even know that there's a virus going on in the world. Like they are so oblivious to like like everything and their 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 lives are so not together that a virus is the least of their fucking concern. And that's why we will never fucking flatten the curve around here. Because we, we don't have any um we need police officers on horseback beating us in the streets for when we're not wearing a mask. So that's what they do in the countries that have already defeated this whole thing. So, But anyway, we're not going to get there because we are free. We're free as a bird, free as can be. And uh, freedom is our downfall, I guess, at the moment. So luckily, once the election's over, we won't have to worry about the virus. will disappear. So it'll all be good. It'll all be gravy. I'm just kidding, ladies and gentlemen. But that is very much a common opinion out there. I have plenty of friends that have that opinion. As soon as November's gone, so will Corona be. We will see. But today, we got a few things on the agenda today. Um, I want to talk about, uh, well, firstly, I would like to talk about small businesses for a moment, as a matter of fact, because, um, and you can, you can chime in if you want to, but like, I, I, this is something we've discussed before, and this is not necessarily um, corona related, but I would like to reiterate this, and we don't have to harp on it forever, but God damn it, when your friend has a fucking product, and you expect them to constantly give you discounts and free shit. And I know, I, I know that this directly I feel like relates. Something happened that sparked this that Not, I don't know about. No, I don't. I mean, I think it's just more of a buildup of over time of yeah. like, like people messaging me and going, um, "Hey, man, I saw you gave such and such, you know, uh, workouts. Um, uh, can you send those to me?" I'm like, such and such paid like 200 fucking dollars for said workouts that were built for him and the equipment that he has. And they come with way more than the fucking workout. They come with me. So like, come with a heartbeat. I'm like, I'm like, it's not as easy for me to just be like, oh yeah, yeah. Let me send you, um, uh, you know, the document that's called 
Joe Smith August. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's custom tailor-made for someone else. So it just annoys me when people are like that, or it annoys me, like, it annoys me when I, when I like, so I make posts all the time about, about like, how I was in pain, and I want to help other people get out of pain, because I know they're out there, and I get lots of cool feedback from that stuff. I, I love it. But then, like, I show up at the gym, and somebody's like, Hey man, I saw you were talking about like back pain. Like, uh, will you fix mine? And I'm like, yeah, you want to set up some time to meet? He goes, well, I mean, I just thought you could tell me right now. And I'm like, well, it's not, it's not like a five minute conversation, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a, it's not one of those things. It's not, it's not that it takes patience and consistency and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, that's the stuff that I sell. You know, you sell an actual, you know, a physical, like perishable product and, People want discounts and free shit from you all the time. We've discussed that. We've seen it. I've yeah. sat here and watched it happen before. And yeah, yeah. It's just sad when you do things like that for people, when I do things like that for people. And I do. I admit right now, like, I get sometimes, like, when a friend asks me for stuff, I'm like, yeah. And then when they, and a friend will be like, what do I owe you? And I'm like, well, I guess I can't charge them full price. So let me see. What do I want to ask them for? And I, I sometimes I get pissed at myself because I'm like, you yeah. ought to just send them your fucking actual, like, like ledger that you send everyone of, of what you know like that's what i ought to do but i don't usually and uh it, it sucks when you do those favors for people and they don't reciprocate in any way they don't ever share your name or or your business or they don't ever plug you like a free facebook plug they're never like hey i just got this stuff here or hey he just did this some, some a lot do now i mean you know yeah. a lot a lot of people do but like a lot a of lot people, people don't yeah, a lot of people and a lot don't. of times it's the fucking closest people to you that don't and that's the most annoying thing to me yeah. that annoys the piss out of me when, it, when it's just like the, the people that are your best friends that take advantage of your stuff they are the ones that almost never fucking put your name out there so Dude, it's I a can, shame I can tell you right now there, I can count on one hand mm. how many friends that I talk to on a daily basis yeah. that have shared my personal business yeah, or yeah, have yeah. shared a post right. or anything. Like, honestly, I, I, I'm, I can probably count on less than one hand. Right. Most of my friends probably don't even share my shit. Yeah. It is what it is. Now, I'm a firm believer in trading goods. I'm, sure, big, sure. I'm big on goods trading. So, like, for example, my landlord, I pay rent, my landlord yeah. um, comes into my business and she would spend in excess of around $200 a month here, but I sure. just give her a card and I say, hey, Whatever you buy, just charge this card, and at yeah, the end yeah. of the month, I'll deduct it from rent. So my home, I only end up paying like six hundred dollars a month, sure, which is cool. And so that saves me money. There's a good good trade there. My grandparents, which you know, I help a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I support them on a lot of levels um, because they did the same for me when I was younger. Right. When my mom passed away, so I try to pay it back to them. And uh, there, there's a storage unit here. And they, they need a storage for some product and it's 60 bucks a month right and the girl that owns the storage happens to come in the shop so i give away a couple of teas a day wham bam she does she does our laundry for the shop which is our towels and whatnot right and i get a free storage so i'll trade goods there or you know yeah you know little things like that nothing you know, wrong yeah that. little things like that the main thing which, you know, and there's, there's a lot of different good training I'm not going to break down, is mm -hmm. the whole expecting a discount or expecting free. Yeah, yeah, At yeah. the end of the day, when you own a small business, and if you, especially if you buy a product to stock your small business, yeah. just because you own the business doesn't mean you get the product for free. Right. So granted, anything that's a brick and mortar or a storefront, you have to charge extra right. when they come in your store, just like any retail establishment. 
because you have to keep the lights on. Sure. So it's like, of course, if someone goes and buys it in bulk, it's going to be cheaper. Yeah. Same way if you go to Sam's and you buy fucking toilet scrubbers mm-hmm. in six months bulk, it's going to be a lot cheaper than buying weekly toilet scrubbers. You know, that's that's a weird analogy, sure, but that's, sure, sure. That, that's it. Um, so it's like if someone comes in the shop here and they expect it free, they have to understand that my cut price is 50%. So right. it's like I have to at least make yeah 50% just to break even to yeah. keep me from to keep me from losing money right 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 so it's like if a product costs 40 bucks that yeah. means i need to charge you a minimal 20 dollars yeah because if i don't i'm gonna be eating that 20 dollars yeah 40 would just give me 20 dollars profit right so anyway but my, my biggest pet peeve with business is the people that slander it you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. people that have never in their entire lives taken a chance People that have lived comfortably mm-hmm. and fucking happy with their nine to five, yeah. or at least convinced themselves they're happy, I've done that. or have been miserable, but and I've I've covered this so many times. Now. People that are miserable, that are unhappy, people that <clears throat> don't have girlfriends or don't have wives or have never been laid, or people. I'm telling you, like, <laughs> this took a fucking turn. I'm telling you right now, people, people, people that are unhappy, yeah. and have not hit every fucking cornerstone of life. <clears throat> okay. In life, one, you would like to have a successful form of income. Sure. Okay? If you if you get that, you grab that, congratulations. Two, happy friends you can talk to, friends that support you, friends you can call, a good support system. Sure. Bam, you want to go for that. Three, a significant other to spend the rest of your life with. I don't give a shit who you are. Nobody likes being alone. So it's like, alone in small spurts, yeah. No one wants to wake up 50 years old and think, fuck. I wish I would have had a girlfriend or I wish I would have tried or a boyfriend or whatever. I don't give a shit. Like, that's that. And four, happy with yourself. If you can accomplish fucking that, does it matter? You know what I mean? Like, right. So my biggest thing is hearing critiques from people like that Yeah. about, about any form of business. It could be personal training. Mm-hmm. It could be a product investment. It could be, you know, a fucking, I want to go get a new vehicle or critique your vehicle while they drive mm-hmm. a goddamn hoopty. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. I'm getting off topic, but well, no, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting at. You know? I've I've been in in a lot of those situations. I've worked a nine to five. <coughs> I've convinced myself that I was happy with it. I was happy with it for a time, and then I became complacent with it. And I don't really I don't have anything against that. My my best friend in the world, um, my best man at my wedding was uh, he he works a nine to five right now. Very just nah, and um, he's very adamant that it's like well you know. It gives me the money, and then in all of his free time, he he likes to play guitar, and he's like, as long as I can, he plays guitar, you know, and they, I don't know how it works, but, you know, he records that, then he gives it to another guy that's a drummer, and he records his, and they all put it together, and they do that shit, and that's what he loves, and uh, I mean, I'm sure ultimately he would, uh, like, if you really put pen to paper, he would like to make a living doing that, but he's like, if it facilitates me to do this bullshit from nine to five to where I can just buy infinite guitars because he doesn't really have many, you know, many expenses other than the baseline rent and all that shit. So like, he's like, I'm perfectly fine doing it. He's like, I'm not in pain doing it. And I just do it. I pay for my guitars. I pay for my uh, music recording studio stuff. And, uh, and I'm perfectly happy. So I'm not going to shit on like total nine to five stuff, but, uh, um, don't shit on the people that yeah. Jump outside the box, either. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I have nothing against. I have nothing against the nine to five. Mm-hmm. That that it's an example. You know, it's like if you like your nine to five, mm-hmm. be happy. My problem is the people that dislike what they do, yeah. and in return they shit on what other people. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. That that's my problem. Like, you can't tell me 
You can't tell me that being a fucking waiter until you're 40 is something you want to do. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, then there's those people that are really good at it. And there, there's a huge difference between yeah. a quality waiter and someone that likes to do something else. Right. You know, they go home and they, they, and they vent that they're unhappy on Facebook or right, right, right. shit like that. I'm not shitting on professions. It is what it is. No, I know. You, I, you have to have people that, that that play those roles. It's just how it goes. There's but, there's exceptions to everything. Yeah. Like I, you know, I have a, I have a friend who is in his early 30s right now, and he's a waiter. Yeah. And um, but he's a very good waiter. He's a good waiter, and he's uh, extremely. Um, he makes a lot of money. He makes. He made way more money than I did last year just waiting tables. And but you know what is that? What else does that come with? That comes with tons of extra hours. It comes with overtime. It comes with um, no no no, no benefits. Like you know you don't get you don't get fucking health insurance and shit. But you you have tons of money, great money. But like I don't know. I had a conversation with him the other day, and and like personally, like if I have to get stuck in like a nine to five, I hope that that job is taking care of me. Like on yeah. the outside. Like you know, you know, I'm I'm not anymore, so I have to take care of myself as far as insurance and stuff goes. But like, uh, um, I don't know. There's certain things that I'm going to expect in return if I'm going to give my life over to a uh, corporation or something. So yeah, I don't know. We yeah, I I just wanted to briefly talk about that because yeah, I was annoyed recently by some stuff, but uh, we don't have to talk about that for too long. I, I wanna I do wanna I wanna briefly touch on something we talked about because I, I think this could be interesting for a few mm-hmm. people, just a few people. We talked about this right when I got in the door here because you you kind of hurt your hamstring, and um, this goes into my job and stuff. And uh, um, I don't think that a lot of people know this, and, and so I'll just briefly get it out there about like muscle t- soreness and tightness and whatnot. And like I was um, when I was becoming a personal trainer. You know, I'm, and I'm learning every day, and there's more education that I would really love to do. Um, they taught us about the word tight and what, what it means when a customer or a client or whatever tells you, hey, yeah, I'm tight. And um, tightness is a sensation. It doesn't really tell you anything. There is no like, oh, they're tight, so this is what's wrong. That, it really doesn't tell you anything. Um, you know what they're talking about kind of, though, because you've been there. Like, we've all been there where it's like, ah, oh, next tight. Like we've all, especially wrestlers, like we've all been there where it's, but it doesn't really actually tell you because my neck being tight could mean I pulled a muscle, you know, in the side of it and it's just a little sore in a few days it'll go away. Or it could mean I fused three vertebrae and I need to have, you know, emergency fucking surgery or something like you never know. Um, that's what tightness is. But, uh, you know, your hamstrings tight. You've been, you've been, uh, doing a lot of like explosive movements and softball and running and all that kind of stuff, which is great. And that is part of the wear and tear that comes along with it if you don't, you know, exercise some, like, yeah, yeah. stretching and general mobility drills before and during and after and all that stuff. But uh, I do want to talk about um, when you have something like an injured hamstring. And this, I'm saying hamstring a lot because that's what you have. But, like, this goes along with elbow pain and my tricep hurts and uh, my I pulled a pec or uh, my neck is too sore and all that shit. Um there is no like stretch that's going to alleviate the pressure. Like stretching, stretching is, is kind of misconceived because, um, in stretching. So when you stretch and you, you, you actually are forcing the muscle or the tendons and everything around it to elongate and get longer, you're tearing them and you're, you're ripping at them and you're forcing them into a position that they're not currently comfortable in doing, which is completely 
not recommended to do if your muscles are ever ice cold. So like when you walk into the gym to work out, if the first thing you do is plop down on the floor and start stretching, you're probably doing yourself more harm than good. You need to first get blood pumping through those muscles. Um, when I work with people, I always have them do jumping jacks, some quick squats, fast things, really quick, get the blood flowing really great, get the blood permeating the hamstrings, permeating the, the, the elbows and knees, everything super full of blood. Then you can stretch them out when they're really warm and they will actually respond to the stretching and the, the length you get out of them will stay. But here's what happens when you stretch an injured muscle is you begin to tear it and elongate it in a condition that it is injured. So it is already hurt and now you're going to stretch it. Just think about like if you, if you have a rubber band and you know like it's kind of cut and it's just barely hanging on you see and you're like, oh, that's gonna pop. Start stretching it slowly, 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 slowly. It's not making it any better to stretch it out. You're actually making it worse like it's going to tear soon. So that's what happens when you stretch an injured muscle. You need to, first of all, rest. Rest is the thing. Rest is where you get the, the most recovery from, as long as it's not an injury that requires fucking surgery or something. But you know, <clears throat> you, you probably wouldn't be walking around if you had that. But um, um, you have to rest, you have to put ice on it because it will be <coughs> inflamed. So if it is like bulging to the touch yeah. and, and warm, I mean, it, it's inflamed. Ice is what needs that. Even though like warm baths feel great, they actually bring on more inflammation and they actually make it worse in the long run. So these are the things you need to do. Um, massages and stuff, not recommended at all for injured muscles, injured tissues. Imagine having an injured, so when your hamstring is injured, it means your quad, even your calf and your glute are working overtime because they are aware that that position of your body is injured. So they are overcompensating by working more. So if you then take a massage therapist or a one of those guns, those Thera guns that are very popular right now that have little drill fucking bit on the end, if you nuclear fucking liquefy your quad and your calf and your glute that are all around your hamstring and now they are just liquid goo, they're not gonna support your injured hamstring anymore which is gonna make you hurt it even worse. So all things to think about, hit your boy up if you want even more detailed Bam. information about all that stuff and uh, um, we'll talk about it. But uh, I think that's stuff that a lot of people don't know. They think that if, if I'm hurt, you know, there's a difference with like a bruise, a pull, a tear, like all these things need different treatments, different things to do with them. So stretching is very, very typically not the right thing to do. So, all right. What else we want to get into before we get into maybe some of the meat of the matter? <clears throat> we can get into really whatever. The stuff that I'm going to I'm gonna label this episode on so people click on it, but they're going to have to listen to all this stuff first. So what, are you, cool. what do you want to talk about? Well, I thought we were going to actually discuss something you brought up to me a while back, which was um, this great, great company called Oaklefan.com. Yeah, we can, we can dive into that. Okay. Let's, let's dive into it just a little bit. All right, so... We've covered Oklahoma on mm -hmm. here before, and we've given our opinions on the year end and whatnot. And mm -hmm. you know, it's very popular for wrestlers to, you know, at the end of the year to not be in a place. Here's the thing: if they're in a place they don't like, yeah, they talk about how oh it doesn't mean anything. You know, I I try I don't want to be on that list mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. Fuck them, blah blah blah. Absolutely. But if they're in the top five, they're like yes. oh I finally made it. I'm in the top three, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like I'll be number one next year. Some people live and die for this, and I'll sure. be honest. I've been a victim of that as well because who doesn't want to be credited for their ability? Yeah, yeah Regardless yeah. of who it's coming from, whether it's the, the, the mom in the front row or whether it's, right. you know, four or five guys, you know, yeah, yeah. in a text group. Like, who cares? I agree. Like, you know, you want to be credited. And, you, and, and John touched on something cool about titles. Somewhere along the line, people get it in their head that 
these championships are props, and that they are right, props. Right, right. You know, what I mean, it is what it is. It's, to an it's, extent, for sure. It, it, they're they're belts that meant to enhance the show, but mm-hmm. more often than not, those belts are supposed to go on somebody that can carry your show, can right. put people in the crowd, can sway sway an audience one way or the other, whether it's by microphone or by in ring work or. Right. Or, and you can really tell when you have someone there that, that can't do that because, you know, your numbers will decline. Sure. Your Facebook clicks will diminish. Like, everything will, will just alter there, there are tells in a big there, way. Yeah. So, I don't hate Oklahoma. I really enjoy Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I hated Oklahoma, I wouldn't even be interested in talking about it. I wouldn't be interested in looking at it. And honestly, mm-hmm. at the end, at the, when it's all said and done and when Alex Royal hangs up his boots or John Cross or Sam Stackhouse or whoever, yeah. it's like... It's the only form of a platform that yeah. will show your what you've done throughout your four or five years. Because right. although the other ninety five percent of the population probably has zero clue you even exist, yeah, at least this will harness everything you've done over the last you know I entirety mean, of your career. It, it has its uses. I went. I used it last week. I used it to look up the entire title history of UWE because I wanted. I thought that yeah. the UWE Facebook was stagnant, and I wanted to post something on there. So I looked up all the past champions, and there were there were a couple that I was like, Drake Gallows was UWE fucking champion. Where was I? Like I don't remember that. I, 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 I did. You that. know, um, Brett Stop was UWE champion. I don't remember that. And do you want the story on how Drake a championship? I so once I saw that, and well, here's what I did. I went to Oklafan because I, I wanted to po- make a post of all the UWE champions. So I, I I went to Oklafan. This is what I'm doing with my time, by the way. So I went to Oklafan. I screenshotted the list of champions, and then I Facebook searched. You know, there's a search bar at the top of Facebook. Facebook searched every single individual name with UWE at the end of it. So I searched Fuel UWE. And then the first like halfway decent picture that popped up, I saved it on my phone. I have all these pictures still on my phone. Yeah. I searched Alex Royal UWE. First picture that popped up with you at the championship, I saved on my phone. I searched um, all those names. Every one of those individual like 14, yeah. 15 names. Oh no, it was 18. I remember exactly. It was 18 names. And uh, I searched every one of those names UWE. And I searched Drake Gallows UWE. And it popped up a picture of him like... Um, Ultimo dragging it with like tons of belts or whatever. And I, I vaguely remembered like, did he like like petition to be champion for a night just so he could have another belt in that picture? No. Or, like no. what? I, I don't. Okay. So I that, think that was a part of it, but it, probably not the beef of it. Yet. That's not what happened. So what it was is, um, and this is, you know, if, you, if you're into kayfabe, turn it off right now. Um, so Drake yeah, and I. all that. So what people know is I got surprised with the UWE title. I had no clue. But Brad and then decided. Oh, yeah, right. like Brad and then decided to give me, you know, let me run Skylar Fade and Bounce, and they're like, oh, who's the next guy that can help carry this company? Yeah, yeah. And they put the belt on me, and then you know, I I think we went on to have the best couple of years UW's had in a long time. Absolutely. With me and you know, it culminated with me and John at Showdown, and probably the biggest hype match the company's ever had. Easily. And um, you know, I think it was a great way to end you know my two year run with the belt. Blah yep. blah blah. Yada yada. I had that belt three times. So the first time was a surprise. Now they're trying to, you know, beef me up. So it's like every month I'm facing another guy. So one month it's Sam Stackhouse. Mm-hmm. Next month it's Drake Gallows. Mm-hmm. I'm a shitty chicken shit heel. Mm-hmm. Dustin McGowan runs the company. Right. So in the back, I'm sitting here thinking of a compelled story. I find out I'm working Drake. This is the first time Drake had my very ever first match. 
Mm. My very ever first match, I was under a hood. We wrestled. It meant nothing, but he, you know, he took care of me. Sure. I was nervous in the back. Uh, I told the story to where like I'm yeah. in the costume and he's in his other costume and he's he had to work me in the VIP, two mask wrestlers, and then he worked you on the main show mm. um, for the title. Right. And I just remember like I was so nervous putting together a little stupid comedy dance spot. Sure, sure. And then you got then as he's in his costume, he pulls his hood off and he looks at John when John's at his heyday HTH champion. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, what do you want to do tonight? And you, and you said, I don't know. I figured we'd just call it out there. You cool with taking a brain buster? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he's like, sure. And Drake's like, are you cool with taking this? And you're like, absolutely. And yeah. that was it. That was what you guys, that's right, what you right. put together. Yeah. And I remember watching that, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we, bro- we broke the ring that night, or we broke the top rope or whatever that night. <clears throat> I, was like, I, was, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's, yeah. I was like, that's legit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I went out there and did the deal. Drake had my very first match. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it was like I was in STF, and they decided, okay, we're going to do – you guys are tag team champions, but we're going to put you guys in singles matches mm-hmm. on this show. So then they did Alex versus Drake for the HGH title when, when Drake was HGH champion. Right. And JD versus Nasty. And that was, that was I remember that night because it was in Inola. It was the first night Scott surprised us with our um, In the City, Kevin mm-hmm. Rudolph mm-hmm. entrance music, which, you know, chills still. And um, anyway, so the Drake and I have this lineage. First match – my first Alex Royal singles match ever with right. Drake. And then now I'm a champion. Right. So Drake has done a lot for me as far as like, you know, kind of coaching me through the business yeah. a little bit. Like, you know, hey, it's easy money, kid, whatever. And um, so we're in the back and he and I are putting together this match. And, um, you know, this is my second title defense. And mm-hmm. we're going through spots and shit. And I mean, out of respect, I'm letting Drake. I'm, Drake's telling me everything he wants to do. And yeah. I'm, I'm obliging to all of it. Sure. Because, you know, I wanted I want to do that for him. Yeah. Um, and he goes, uh, he gets to a point, and he's like, all right, we'll do a near fall right here. I'll hit you with the F5. Um, I'll pin you one, two, McGowan, pull out the ref or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I paused for a second, and I was like, I was like, what if, what if the ref gets bumped out of that F5 or whatever? Mm-hmm. You hit the F5. We do the whole Jericho Boston College gimmick mm-hmm. to where new ref slides in, one, two, three. Yeah. You get the belt. Yeah. You celebrate with it. I'm shocked. Fans think you won. I go, then McGowan comes back out and makes the other referee come back out yeah. and restart the match. Old dusty finish. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, definitely dusty. I'm breaking it down for everyone that doesn't understand what no, that's means. fine. It but, needs to be. And then, um, so dusty finish. And so, anyway, thank Jericho Triple H. <laughs> the guys in this area that are coming up right now don't have a clue what the fuck yeah. dusty finish means. So, so like, what you is might as well explain Dusty it. finish? Is that what dusty gold's doing? Dusty gold finish? Um... But anyway, so McGowan, you know, whatever, fucking, you know, reverses, low blow to Drake Gallows, hit him with a finish in one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the deal. Drake did not care. So it wasn't a Drake thing. It was a me thing. Yeah. And selfishly, I'm like, fuck. Well, I mean, I guess that does give me two reigns on my resume. I was yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I vaguely remember all this now. Yeah. And then Drake was like, all right. And I said, uh, we just got clear with Brad. And I remember Drake looking at Brad and like, Brad, you cool with us doing a fake title switch? Yeah. And uh, Brad's like, yeah, Bubba, you know. And uh, <laughs> he gave him with the yeah, Bubba. And we went out there and did it. And uh, that was it. So I just remember Drake coming in the back. And he's like, Alex, can I borrow that belt for a minute? Yeah, yeah, And I was yeah. like, yeah. And he, That's so, what I remember. He took a picture. And his, stat, his caption was like, whether it's whether it's one day, one month, mm-hmm. or one hour. Yeah, yeah. Still, still champion yeah. and new. Or something like that. And uh, 
So anyway, that's how that happened. That's why there's not a lot of pictures, but... No, that's good. That's fine. But yeah, yeah, anyway. It, it was really fun. So that, was, long, that was an Eric Bischoff way of getting into that, no, but that's it was fine. fun. We went way into the weeds, but that's good because I didn't know the story, so I wanted to know it. So, But yeah, yeah. But anyway, what that all started with was me saying, Oaklefan is a useful tool for quite a few things, and yeah. I needed... I used it this week. So, um, you know, there you go. Into the weeds. Okay, so we're talking about Oaklefan. Yeah. Now that I've talked about how I don't hate Oaklefan, I really yeah. don't. I do. Let me tell you how I do hate it. I don't want to be the guy that sits there and is like, oh, I'm too fucking. I got my, my ego's too big, brother, for this. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I read this year in view report, report mm-hmm. and there hasn't been a lot of wrestling going on, right? It's, right there right, really right. hasn't. Right. The majority of the wrestling, I feel I've been a part of. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, my run at UWE, mm-hmm. you know, before it, before it bounced out, yeah. I went to UWO and wrestled, won the title from Sam Stackhouse there. UWE hasn't mm-hmm. run a show since. Right. I was supposed to wrestle Barrett and mm-hmm. Fuego and Graham mm-hmm. back to back to back nights. Yeah, it was gonna be a you know it was gonna be a legit it was gonna be a legit fucking test for me. Yeah, I can't help it that COVID canceled it. No, no, you know, and I then was supposed to wrestle nasty. Yeah, yeah he's supposed to wrestle nasty, and like you know, I'm supposed to have those matches. Now that I'm going to BPW and, and getting into programs mm-hmm. and petitioning for shit. Yeah, you know, I can't help that OKX got canceled. Whatever. Long story short. Mm-hmm. I feel like that a lot of that shit was been discredited. Yeah. Now, if the whoever's right, whoever wrote this was yeah. in character, then then whatever. But I'm gonna I'm gonna break down the justification for it. So we're gonna go into a, a whole thing right here. Okay. So number one, this is the mid year report for what the top twenty. Was I have like. not read it. Top twenty was last year. Yeah. Number one, Sam Stackhouse. Okay. So what it was last year mm-hmm. talks about it being a viral sensation. Right. How he crashed into Zach going through the table last year, you know, remains active, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, I'm scanning through right here. Basically, it talks about all the good shit. Yeah. Then it says his partnership has not been successful. He still has to keep an eye out for Drake, Val- Drake Gallows, blah, blah, blah. Sam dropped number four. Then we talk about Drake, which Drake's done a lot, but Drake also, you know, just had a kid. Yeah. You know, he had a kid. He got married. He took some time off, so understandable. Drake, you know, in their eyes, dropped from number two to twenty-six. Yeah, he took a step back. Double uh, and, D and on purpose. Yeah. Double D three to five. Langley four to eight. Mahali um, five to unrate, unranked. And let me see. Dexter Hardaway. Obviously, he's he's he tags Oklahoma fan and everything. Yeah, he wrestles everywhere. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. And um, he, yeah, he's doing he, it on purpose. He's yeah. go, he Dexter's go 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 at every company. Mm-hmm. Understand. Um, current ranking number number one mm-hmm. um, for the new year. Fuel unrated, of course. Getting mm-hmm. married, whatever. He hasn't wrestled a lick since since the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tommy Dean, Tommy. It says, it says right here on his deal has competed more cards than anyone in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Um, number nine. It talks about all of his stuff. Winning the WFC tag team titles, which he never ever defended. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- although he did have the Lionheart title and he has wrestled in multiple shows. So. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that Tommy Dean's number two. I think he should be in top three sure. no matter what. Anyway. Sure. Now, Alex Royal. I was ranked number 10 last year, mm-hmm. which, you know, whatever. I think we had a side conversation about that. Ranked number 10 on the the guys that voted, yeah. but, you know, win awards yeah. on the fan voted. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. you know, whatever. T- do what you want. The caption they put next to me, which I'm a heel, I get it, but it starts off with, do you remember that Alex Royal won the UWE Apex title from Sam Stackhouse before COVID shut down wrestling? He never talks about it. He never brings the belt with him. Mm-hmm. It's like he's forgotten about it. Mm. Okay? So that right there seems like a fucking shoot statement to me. 
Where are you supposed to be bringing it? That's what I'm saying. Where am I supposed to be bringing that championship? Yeah. UWE isn't running. Yeah. Why would I carry it to WFC? You do understand that yeah. Brandon Groom and Brad Eubanks have had issues, so therefore, why would I, I disrespect mean, Groom? Yeah. What, what am I promoting with it? The one, a, the one show I was supposed to defend the championship hmm. was against Fuego Del Sol, and yeah. I cut a promo with an open challenge. I can't help the show didn't make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, maybe I'm reading too much into it. No, but. it doesn't. It, okay, so that doesn't make sense because, like, there is no – that's like that's – like, like, the other day, like, I posted a picture of whatever, and I, I said, like, I can't – I don't have any um, – I don't have any wrestling on my agenda. Like, I, I don't have anything planned – I, some people took that as me saying like I'm never wrestling again, and I that's not what I meant at all. I think if you, I, I had to go back and read my own post. Like, did I just like lead people on? No, absolutely not. I meant it was exactly written perfect English. It was like I don't have any wrestling on my agenda. And then Burnham is like, um, "Hello, aren't you supposed to defend the UWE title against Mister Nasty?" And I'm like, "At what fucking show? There are no shows booked. There is no show. I have nothing yeah. on my calendar because there is no show." Like, and I'm not like I'm not ranked on any stuff because I don't have enough yeah. matches, exactly how it should be, how I want it. But like, um, I'm the UWE fucking champion. Actually, yeah. when you were telling that story a while ago about fucking Drake and and you ending the the some of the two of the best years of UWE ever with the feud of me, I was like, that felt like it was twenty fucking years ago. It was just one year ago, and I'm still the goddamn champion from that match. Yeah, so I for, like, I, I, I keep forgetting that too. But like. I'm not going to carry that goddamn UWE belt. I've had plenty yeah. of matches, you know, a handful, but I, I, I'm not carrying that out at BPW. Mm-hmm. I'm not carrying it out at WFC. I'm not cutting promo. Yeah. I did cut, I cut a promo with that belt. When I had a match with Nasty planned, yeah. I cut a promo. So, like, if, if there's no UWE shows and you're not scheduled for any matches at UWE, what do you have to talk about it for? Yeah. Or, See, or show it I, I guess the thing is, like, if if this mid year report mm-hmm. was designed to be, you know, made for people in character, well sure. then yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense, like sure. as a character. But when you break the fourth wall and talk about people competing on cards, yeah, it doesn't make sense. When you when we talk about people competing on cards and blah blah blah, and then you get into mine and it's a freaking work conversation. Okay, so then it goes. Um, he never brings the belt with him. It seems like he's forgot about it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now Royal is focused on another shiny thing, the BPW Oklahoma title, which I won, motherfucker. Yeah. He took the belt, though he isn't the champion, from Derek James. He'll face him in the ring this Saturday to prove who deserves This oh. feels like a Burnham article. I've already talked to Burnham about it, but, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Aside from that, Royal does simply whatever, wherever, and whenever he pleases. Mm-hmm. No one can tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously that's a character statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the final one that gets me, it says, and while we at Oakland fan are sure that he will complain about it, mm-hmm. feels like a fucking backhanded comment mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We believe actions have consequences. Conduct unbecoming of a champion don't get you very far on our list. Current ranking number 44. Yeah. So I dropped from fucking 10 to 44, and you're going to fucking tell me <laughs> there's 34 other wrestlers in uh... this state that are working on more cards, more success, better promos, mm. whatever. It is what it is. That feels like a fucking slight, and it feels like it's a straight slap in the face for maybe some comments that we made on this podcast about Oklahoma sure. in, the, in the past. That's it fine. feels like a straight slap in the face for how at UWE last year when I was presented my mm-hmm. Wrestler of the Year award, which was fan voted, by the way, yeah. um, how I cut a promo on five guys voting. 
in front of Burnham. Maybe that was a little hangover from that. Well, you know. And, um, yeah, so that's that. So, anyway, I read this. This this is the best part. Yeah. I read this, and I'm reading how I don't win the title. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about it. Whatever. I do what I want when I want. Right, Conduct. Right, right. I'm becoming the champion 44. Okay, so I drop all the way down the list. It is what it is. Right. What got me more than anything, mm-hmm. okay? And I love, I love Haskell. Like a yeah. brother. Great yeah. friends with Haskell. Sure. But you're going to talk about me not talking about a belt. Yeah. And you're going to talk about me, you know, n- not being on enough cards right. or whatever else. And then I go to Haskell mm-hmm. Reed, who has wrestled four matches this year. Right. Won the WSC Tag Team titles, never defend them, never cut a promo on them. Right. And this isn't a knock against Reed. This is a knock against the structure and the breakdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. And, you, and, and, and your post your on Reed yeah. at number 14 is Reed. He and Tommy Dean captured the WFC tag team titles, and then he disappeared, is your statement. <laughs> Alex Rule doesn't cut a promo on the UWE belt, and I dropped a 44. Yeah. Reed disappears, okay? Even before the COVID virus broke, Reed was not present at shows. Right. Despite being a champion. But those months leading up to capturing the title saw amazing performances, and hopefully the return of WFC will see the chase get back to their winning ways. Reed, from number 14, moves up to number 11. Right. So here's... Contradictory. So here's the... um, And and I imagine most, if not all of them, will listen to this episode because I'm going to fucking title this episode Attention, Oakland Fan. (laughs) But... um, uh, And make them sit through those first 30 minutes. But, uh, um, hey, here's the thing. And if any of the four horsemen of the fucking apocalypse of Oklafan want to reach out to me and tell me otherwise, listen, you, these articles are, are just totally opinion based. These, these rankings, all this stuff is 100% opinion based masked by you saying there's criteria. There's no criteria. The criteria is there only so that when one of your other fellow four horsemen want to rank someone that is probably respectably should be higher, but you fucking have heat with them, is so you can go, oh, no, no, no. You can't do that because they don't meet this criteria. Yeah. Even though it's total bullshit. So if anyone wants to reach out to me and, and argue the fact that every single bit of the, the rankings... The, the All that stuff is completely nothing more than opinion-based. And everything, anytime the criteria comes into play, there's no great fucking debate and number crunching yeah. or any of that shit. There's none of that. It's opinion-based. And then when somebody goes, hey, I want to put John Cross at number three. I'm going to use my name just because I, I can say whatever I want about myself. Well, I want to put John Cross at number three. But one of the four people goes, fuck John Cross. I don't want him in the top five. As a matter of fact, he doesn't meet this, 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 and this, even though the other fucking people in the top five yeah. don't either. That's how you can keep someone out, okay? Yeah. That's, I'm just saying. Uh, that, that, that is nothing right well, there. That was hypothetical. That, that's never happened. But, uh, uh, oh, well, it probably has. But uh, um, I'm just saying, like, that's the case. It's, it's, it's totally opinion that is masked yeah. by fake criteria. Well, I mean, here's, here's the thing is that, and when I'm looking at this, this isn't a thing designed to say mm-hmm. Alex should be number one. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I do think they got it right. I think Dexter at this point has wrestled on more cards, sure, sure. is more consistent, <laughs> yeah. and wrestles everywhere in Oklahoma. 
it's Oakland fan. He's been in front of the most fans, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Give Dexter number one. You know, it's a great comeback story. And sure. fuck, he's putting in the work. So Absolutely. And honestly, man, I didn't realize. Dexter has gotten good, too, because we... I'll talk about the Rumble in a little bit, but he, he did some really cool shit in the Rumble. Okay, so yeah. Tommy Dean, I think it's an argument number one or number two. Yeah. I think Tommy Dean has, Absolutely. I think Tommy Dean is the most improved yeah. coming out of COVID. Without he looks great. He moves yeah. in the ring way better. Yeah, He's yeah. ten times more athletic than he was last year. I think Tommy is the fucking future of Oklahoma wrestling. But two, two, in, like, just look at Tommy's like transformation over two years. Like it's it's crazy how much different he's gotten. So. Yeah, he's and, you know he's can't he, deny. Tom, Tommy's fine. I think Tommy should mm-hmm. be in the top two. I'm not even saying Alex Royal should be in the top ten or the mm-hmm. top twenty. That's not what this this is about. I would, but yeah, this. I, but that that's. I don't want people to listen to this and think that I'm mm-hmm. just bitching because of my ring. I'm not bitching about that. I'm bitching. I'm bitching because your criteria for certain people are different than the criteria for other people. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Reed to death. Yeah, but you can't lead off one sentence that he disappeared and then move him up in the rankings. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You can't hate on a heel for fucking being a heel. You know, yeah. unless this fan, unless this is. Being posted in character. No, you can say, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that's what's going to happen. They're going to say, oh, you know, that's just all kayfabe, right, bro? That's kayfabe. I'm going to be like, yeah, but it's not fucking written by uh, um, uh, Doofy McGlintock as the fucking article writer. It's not like you have a secondary character. We're just going to take it like it's written, and I'm going to talk to you about fucking why it's wrong. Like, I mean, yeah. that, that is what it is. So, fuck it. Entitled well, to an opinion, yeah. it is what it is. So are we. This is our podcast. I will fucking- say, I will say, anyone that's listening that thinks I'm being superficial, and that's fine. You can call me out in the comments mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, I did personally read that, and yes, I did take it personally because yeah. it felt like a fucking jab. And I messaged Burnham straight up, and he could show you the screenshot. Yeah. It, I just said, I sent him a screenshot of my ranking. And the article they, they wrote about me in a little piece, and I attached it with, and you say, Oakland fan doesn't have heat with me. Right, right. Laughing right. face, laughing face. Right. And he didn't respond. He yeah. read it and didn't respond. Yeah, yeah. And then I seen him at the BBW show, and tongue in cheek, I was like, hey, man, you want to get on this podcast with me and John? We can talk about it. I said, I honestly have no heat over it. I just want to give you my opinion why I think that the criteria is flawed. Right. You know? And he kind of laughed. He said, yeah, I would do it. And I said... I said maybe it's because John and I hyped you up as the only guy yeah, that that does you know, any work yeah. that that you know does the groundwork. I sure. go and maybe that's why. Maybe our last podcast got heat. It is what it is. I and and, and to, to end it all before anyone thinks this is just a yeah. shit show. This is an opinion of Alex Royal, somebody that has only wrestled for six years, that is not a veteran. It is my opinion, yeah. and I am entitled to it. I like Oakle Fan. I like what they do. I just think that yeah. it could be tightened up a little bit. That's well, all I'm saying. I'm going to I'm going to say right now that I don't personally honestly believe that there are more than 10 people worth even discussing a ranking system for. So, and maybe that's the case for them. Maybe they don't give a flying fuck about the the bottom 40 or whatever and that yeah. might be the right thing to do. I'm saying right now there are not 10 guys that work regularly within um, you know, a hundred miles of where I'm sitting in a circle that are worth arguing the ranking of. So the fact that you're not in the top ten at least is kind of a disgusting, obvious fucking yeah. like uh, uh, nonsense kind of deal. Well, the so. thing is that the fan. Here's the thing: is like Oakland fan aside, I'm just going to talk like from yeah. general non-criteria, yeah. just eyes at shows. Okay, mm-hmm. if you ask any worker, any worker that doesn't have a fucking ego, yeah. that doesn't think they're the next best thing in pro wrestling with their yeah, fucking yeah. Walmart tights and their shooter mm-hmm. shoes, mm-hmm. like 
anybody that knows anything about this this little area, I'm not talking Kansas, I'm not talking Arkansas, yeah. not talking Texas, I'm talking fucking Podunk, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you look at what we have in our circle and you say, all right, um, no ranking system, no this, no that, give us your fucking five best wrestlers <clears throat> yeah. that Oklahoma can put on the map. If, if Texas comes to Oklahoma tomorrow and Arkansas comes to Oklahoma tomorrow and Kansas comes to Oklahoma tomorrow and they say assemble five wrestlers yeah, yeah. to represent your state. Right. People know who those five wrestlers yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There like, you go. They, they, people know who those are. The workers know who they are. Yeah. The fans know who they are. Sure. You know, the, your, your audience know who they are. Deep down, the fucking Oklahoma fan people know who they Oklahoma are. I was going to say Oklahoma fan knows who they are. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's like they say, assemble your best five yeah, yeah. to represent. Yep. I know who the fuck I'm picking. I'm and I guarantee you, everybody that's listening to this right now is thinking the exact same thing. I want to. Okay, so real quick, we're gonna, so we're going to wrap this episode up pretty quick. I want to talk about two things um, um, that go kind of along with that. So just briefly, we don't have to go crazy into this because um, we only got about ten minutes less left on this episode. I, I want to say that this is something you've mentioned a few times, and I totally agree with. When I look around, and you know, we could be partially to blame for this, but like when I look around at the next crop, the next generation of wrestlers in this area, I'm pretty fucking sad. I'm pretty sad. I'm pretty taken aback and disgusted by it. Um, I'm not, I don't, we don't have to throw any names out there, but like when I think about, you know, like, so the veterans at WFC when I'm coming up are Tim Rockwell and Stryker and Dexter Hardaway and, and, and a few others. Um, but, uh, when I think about those guys, like, so they were looking down and they saw me and they saw nasty and they saw Aaron Anders and, and guys like that as the, the, you know, they saw Luke Langley as the next kind of generation, the next, like, these are the guys coming up or whatnot. These are the guys that are going to be taking our spots. Um, I feel like they could have been proud, but like when I look and I see guys right now, I'm not very fucking proud. I'm not proud of the way they act before, at, or during shows. Yeah. I'm not proud of the shit, the way that they act on social media. I'm not proud of how they dress, how they carry themselves, how they, how, the, how self-aware they are of what they do. I'm not proud of it at all. I was pretty disgusted at WFC at the last show, and we're going to get into all that stuff on the next episode, but I was just disgusted by the sheer number of people standing around with their thumbs up their fucking asses when the ring's not even up. And, like, Luke Langley had to full-blown, like, take over to get that ring put up. And uh, I, 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 I mean, it took me a while, but I was, I finally was through in the towel. And I was like, you know what, I guess I'm going to fucking help. Like, I, and that, that might be sad of me. But, like, um, the number of people that should have been helping that weren't kind of took me aback. So that annoyed me. And just generally the way that people speak, like, I, I, I just can't, I can't, I can't see it. I, I can't see any hope for, like, the next generation. No. So, and that's a sad, old-timer fucking thing to say, <laughs> but it's goddamn. You want to know something funny? I don't think Tim will care that I say this, mm-hmm. but um, there was a, <laughs> the ring wasn't set up, mm-hmm. curtains weren't set up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names, but if you listen to this, you know who you are. Yeah. There was a couple of newbies on the outside of the ring. Yeah putting together their spot in the rumble <laughs> like oh when you slide in yeah you hit this i'll hit you with this and we can do this and tim walks by and tim's like don't be going over your fucking shit for the rumble like get yeah. on the ring you know what i mean but straight up standing there i'm talking like like 
choreographing. Yeah. Like, like, I throw this shot and you duck it and in uh, a fucking rumble. Uh, if that if that alone doesn't show you that like they just weren't smartened up enough about like their role in a rumble and and what you what you can and cannot plan in a rumble and shit like that, then. You know, I understand like traveling any great distance to, uh, and then having to just do a rumble or something like maybe being disappointed, or you want to put your best effort out there no matter what. I get that, but there's a time and a place for everything. And one, here's a, a fuck all that. Fuck what you do in the actual rumble. There's a time and a place for. Should I be on the outside of the ring, going over my spots and shit when the ring is right next to me and it's not getting put together yeah. like that? That alone is a fucked up thing but one, but I have uh, if you don't have anything else to say about that I have a I just yeah, wanna, go we're going to end it on this I want to I want to end it on I want to end it on a subject that I never ever in a million years thought that I would have to say this will only take a couple minutes because I might throw up if I talk about it longer but you just brought it up while ago but um, um, I actually want to talk about how I'm kind of impressed with Dexter Hardaway right now. I'm telling you, dude. Like, I am impressed with Dexter. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I Dexter, don't want... Dexter, if you're listening to this, we're putting you over. Buddy. I hate being forced into a situation where I have to put over uh, that motherfucker, but um, Dexter is almost... God damn. This is, this is gross, too, because, like, listen, like, we're Oklahoma and we're nothing, but, like... Dexter feels like the fucking kind of Chris Jericho of this area. He does, Of yeah. how he's, like... Stayed in good shape, actually better shape than he was like in his real kind of heyday. And like he's transformed himself numerous times. And now he's really settled into like really something that's totally different than he ever was before. And hashtag everything's Dex, which is cool. I really appreciate it. I actually really appreciate it. So this is like sexy Dexy. (laughs) Yeah. That's fucking man. I I do like it. It's so different than anything he ever did before and i just i really like it so so i i right here um am patting dexter on the back and it's funny because at the very beginning of this episode i, I took a subtle shot at dexter that went kind of unnoticed where i said people who put hashtags on face masks that was a small shot at dexter but uh, that was in that was in jest that was totally in jest so when he hears that he's talked about in this episode and he goes to listen to it and he hears me say that early in the episode and he goes, those motherfuckers are shitting on me again and turns it off, I'm going to be sad that he doesn't go to the last four minutes yeah. where I actually put him over. Tell him to go to 56 minutes in. This is, this is, yeah, this is like, this is the Dexter Hardaway that I would actually like to work. We like, should name this episode, instead of Oakland Family, we should yeah. name it like something about putting over Dexter. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. the time and what can you offer puts over Dexter Hardaway. Fucking sexy Dexy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. What so, we got? Two and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell a quick story. Real go quick ahead. Go ahead. About, Let's about end Dexter. it on this. Go for so, it. Okay. So real quick, we were in the rumble. We're at the end. Dexter and I, which Dexter was really cool. We uh-huh. we, we talked about. I was gonna hit the ring. You know, do yeah. a little spot with him, which he was very cool for. Right. I obliged later for the little top rope spot that he wanted to do. Sure. And then later on in the match, he did a fucking very like veteran thing that mm-hmm. popped the whole crowd. It was me and JD in the ring. Yeah. And it was Tim and Dexter in the ring, and we had a four way standoff. And Dexter was playing the whole hyped up, like, let's, let's go get him. Let's go get him and blah, blah, blah. Let's take him out, whatever. And then uh, he was, like, acting all big on it. And Tim did something. He's like, he's like uh, no, he's like, he's like we, should, we should do this. And Dexter's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, like, yeah, like he's like, you're absolutely right. And Dexter was, like, trying to get him. And then Tim, yeah. Tim was like, no. He's like, you see how big he is? And Dexter's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Just fucking, and the crowd laughed. And, you know, Tim eliminated him. It was just good. Dexter, I think Dexter is aware of his character right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think he works his character very well. Um, I like the fact that he's rocking the whole top knot that nobody does. Yeah. A little fucking ponytail. 
I think he has he's mellowed out a lot and he's become way more self aware and now he's just kind of having fun, which is something that I can really appreciate. Which so. is good, man. Like I mean, yeah. he, we got to move. That's the first time I ever did anything with Dexter in the ring, and yeah, yeah, it felt good. So. Anyway, props to Dex. There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been What Can You Offer? We're going to name this episode um, uh, Push Dexter, Barry Oakle Fan. So uh, we'll see you next time.